Hey, Survivor. Welcome to episode 45 of the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Today, we're going to do our part to stop trauma-reinforcing traditions when it comes to our children. I know how traumatizing it can be, especially in the moment when it comes to inappropriate behaviors or actions taken by others towards our children. And it can leave you just shocked, feeling stuck, confused, speechless. Therefore, it can be easy to react or respond in those kinds of situations with language like whatever, seriously, or just silence, especially in high stakes situations. That's why I've put together four things you can do right now. This isn't about being antagonistic towards others. It's more about training your child in the way they should go for the sake of their health and well-being. So if you're ready to do it for your children, grab a notebook and pen and let's dive in. Hey, Survivor. Welcome to the Vibrant Survivor podcast. Do you want to disconnect from a narcissistic or toxic situation and heal? Are you Googling how to identify a narcissist, narcissistic abuse, and boundaries? Are you feeling stressed and lonely while trying to avoid being sucked back in and lied to again? Hey, I'm Leslie. As a busy wife and mom, I fell for the lies and manipulations of narcissists. I wasted my time, talents, and money on users who kept moving the goalposts. I wanted real relationships and business opportunities and to enjoy life with my family. Instead, I struggled with anxiety, panic attacks, and insomnia, and I couldn't trust my body or anybody until I took a holistic approach to healing. In this podcast, you'll find tips for healthy living, trauma healing, and boundaries so that you'll have the freedom, confidence, and inner peace to respond, not react, after narcissistic abuse. Take a deep breath in, let it out slowly, and just relax this time's for you. The fear is real when it comes to processing your experience. I know you feel stressed and exhausted with a pit in your stomach at the thought of being sucked back in and lied to again. You feel like a horrible person for going no or low contact, like maybe I'm the narcissist. The fear, self-blaming, and shaming is something we all go through as survivors. I want you to understand that you're not alone and you're not crazy. Every person who's ever been in a narcissistic relationship has felt what you're feeling right now. If this resonates with you and you're like, I'm done with fear, I'm done playing small, I know who I am, and I am not the narcissist, I want you to say yes. Today's the day. I want you to go right now to closeyourcoachingsession.com and I want you to book your call because we're going to do this together. I'm going to hold your hand and we're going to overcome this fear so that you can begin a long lasting journey of healing. Let's do this. Recently, I traveled with my multi-sport athlete daughter to look at college campuses, academic and athletic programs that she's interested in pursuing. And during one particular visit, a male coach got comfortable and chatty with her and slapped her on her thigh during their conversation. I know. It happened so fast that my struggle for a solution in that moment was real. On the one hand, the mama bear in me felt ready to just lash out at this guy in front of everybody and make a scene. But on the other hand, the triggered survivor in me froze in disbelief. So I watched, waited, took some deep breaths and self-regulated. And once I found my Goldilocks just right space, I made note of this teachable moment. 
Now, this trauma-reinforcing encounter sparked a crucial conversation with my daughter later that included four ways to prep her for college and beyond. Number one, ask them about it. Situations like this with the coach are an opportunity to have open, honest conversations with your child, push past the awkwardness, and just go there before they go away to college. This can help to sharpen your child's discernment, show that you care and are concerned about their well-being. Also, it's a great way to model boundaries, love and respect for themselves. And you can do this by asking open-ended questions like, how did you feel when coach so-and-so did this? And doing it in a safe, comfortable environment, like in my case, we had this conversation at home where we were also able to include my husband in the conversation so that everybody was on the same page. Number two, talk to others about it. This could include other kids, college graduates, and maybe even their parents as resources, especially if the kids or graduates are student athletes who have been in those kinds of settings and may have some perspective to offer. This can be very validating, especially if someone's had a similar experience. They may also be able to share some navigation tips when they've been in sticky situations that were awkward and inappropriate. And it can be a way to find support. After all, there's strength in numbers. You could do this with a phone call or a meetup somewhere, and it could be fun and informative just to take that awkwardness out of the picture. And at the same time, you can put a positive spin on it. Number three, fact-checking and background-checking. You know what I always say, know who you're dealing with. There may be articles or other information already out there that can provide clarity on your situation. You can Google them or ask someone in the area if maybe they've read something or heard something in the news, maybe even talk to an alum. In my situation, a quick Google search landed me on an article that was written where someone had noted that this particular coach had done something inappropriate even a few years back. To me, that served as confluence with what I observed in the interaction with my daughter. Number four, let them know. This could be done by talking to the person directly or if it's called for, maybe talking to them or relaying a message to them through a third party or through a reporting system like an evaluation or uh, a review or some kind of anonymous submission. This can help to raise awareness on their part, like make them more aware of how they're coming across or how they're acting and how it makes other people feel. And it may also give them pause going forward so that they don't find themselves on the receiving end of litigation 
for inappropriate behavior. It could be as simple as saying, when you blank, it made me feel blank. Every situation's different, but you get the idea. As tempting as it may be to sweep it under the rug or to quickly dismiss it and move on without addressing it, it's so important for future generations to address these things because it can help to set them up as well as their offspring for success in navigating relationships with other people as they go through life with healthy boundaries in place. I gave the example of a college visit and an academic and athletic pursuit, but really you can take these same principles and apply them to any type of relationship. You need to teach your children healthy boundaries. And if you are so enamored with an opportunity or a person or an institution or whatever it is that you are willing to overlook or dismiss and not address the elephant in the room, then this is where the generational cycle repeats itself because the child doesn't learn like, wait, there's something wrong with this. This is not okay. I'm so grateful for the talk that I was able to have with my daughter and also to be able to pull my husband in on that too because he wasn't there. I'm sure that there are many other ways that I could have dealt with that situation, but the bottom line is I did the best I could and I took the opportunity to address it with my daughter so that regardless of what other people are doing, whether it's this coach or anybody really, that she understands that her body is her own and that that is not okay and that she needs to put healthy boundaries in place and teach people how to treat her. She's going to have to make a decision about where she's going and what she's going to do. But you can best believe I let her know how I felt about what I saw during our time at this particular place. That being said, let's review four ways to help your child set boundaries and break generational cycles of trauma. Number one, ask them about it. Number two, talk to others about it. Number three, fact checking and background checking. Number four, let them know, them being the person who's behaving inappropriately. Remember, when it comes to educational, athletic, and other mentoring relationships in your child's life, the standard of conduct should be each one teach one, not each one breach one. If this podcast has helped you understand who and what you're dealing with, sharpen your discernment, and move forward on your healing journey, share it with another survivor. Help me help others by leaving a review for the show. And let's connect on social. Take a screenshot, share it in your IG stories, find and tag me at The Vibrant Survivor, and I'll share your post too. I look forward to connecting with you on IG and seeing you back here. You're not alone and you're not crazy. Know who you're dealing with, know who you are. Take care and I'll meet you back here next week. Bye-bye.